This is a Liverpool Echo podcast on Anfield Plus, the home of your daily podcasts, bringing you the inside track from Liverpool FC. Hello, my name's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the first Liverpool Weekend Preview podcast of the new Premier League season. On today's show, we will be looking ahead to the Reds' opener at home to West Ham United on Sunday. And to help me do that, we have the main man, our very own Liverpool FC correspondent James Pearce, and the West Ham writer for the excellent Football.London website, Sam Incasole. We'll also be hearing some of the highlights of Jurgen Klopp's pre-match press conference, including those brilliant Rocky Balboa quotes in full. But we'll kick off with the reporter who knows Liverpool inside out. Yes, it's James Pearce. An Anfield Plus podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hi James, thanks very much for joining me on this podcast. Uh, it doesn't feel two minutes ago that we were talking about or previewing the Champions League final in Kiev. Everything that's happened since then, has it left you feeling confident going into the, the West Ham game in the new season? It has, yeah. I think, you know, from the, obviously the, the, the huge, you know, heart, heart-wrenching disappointment of that night, I think, um, you know, the, the, the club has kind of picked itself up and, and gone again, really. I think, you know, you look at the, the business that Klopp was able to do over the summer, I think he's, I think he's addressed areas of, of glaring weakness in the squad, um, you know, young players have, have really stepped up over the course of the summer. Um, you know, key players have come back looking looking really strong. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's been about as positive a pre-season for Liverpool as, as I can as I can remember. Really, you know, no no transfer sagas in terms of any star men trying to trying to force their way out of the club. Um, you know, not not perfect in terms of injuries but by the same token you know not not disastrous obviously the centre-back issue is a slight concern but um, no it's been a it's been a, a six weeks you know jam-packed full of positives really for Klopp and you know and as a result of that you know expectations are very high amongst the supporters going into the season Is, is that shared by the, the players and manager you know you've been in and around them in America and France I know you had that great sit-down with Jurgen Klopp himself are they feeling pretty hopeful about what they can achieve this season? Yeah, I think you can. I think you can sense around the players. There's, you know, there, there is a real, a real belief that, you know, I think there's, for, for those especially that have been around for a few years now, you know, there, there, there's certainly a degree of frustration that for all the progress and all the unbelievable memories that have been created, they don't have any medals to show for it. Um, you know, no, no trophies. It's, you know, it's been so many agonising near misses. Um, and I think, yeah, those that have been around a while, I think, speaking to them, they look at the calibre of the players that have come in this summer. Because I think, I think that's the big thing. It's not just, you know, it's not, you know, you could, there's been other times where Liverpool have made four signings in the summer and you'd say probably two or three of them were, were merely to, to kind of strengthen the, the bench as such. And, you know, the, the four that have been brought in are, are very, you know, top top draw players who will improve. Uh, well, certainly three of them will, will improve the starting eleven. I think Shakiri could well end up starting a lot of games just just because he, he's made such a big impact, having initially been bought as as kind of backup for the front three. So um, I think Klopp was interested at Melwood on Friday. You know, he was very keen to just just try and keep a lid on expectations. I think he's. I think he, I think it's interesting because it's a fine line, isn't it? Because you, you know you want to. You want to portray confidence. You want to portray that you know. You know, I think Klopp said himself, we we expect to be challengers. But I think I think you know he'd heard and read a few things from you know pundits and stuff saying that 
the money Liverpool have spent, but you know he has to deliver the title. And I think Klopp's point when he came out with that great quote about <laughs> we're still Rocky Balboa, we're not Ivan Drago, is is that you know, you know he, he he kind of expanded expanded on that a bit later on because he he said he said he said you know I'm, I'm not suggesting that we're the underdogs. He said you know I know we've spent money, I know we're a very good team. He said, but we don't have all the best tools. Like, like essentially, Drago added Rocky Four. Because, um, <laughs> you know, he was essentially comparing the, the, that, that fictional Soviet boxer to uh, to Manchester City in terms of, you know, talked about that. You know, let's not forget, Man City won the title by 19 points. Um, you know, they they haven't lost anyone. Yes, they haven't had a massive money splurge this summer, but you know, they brought in Mares to a team that absolutely ran away with the title. Um, and then he kind of went on to name check, you know, obviously, you know, United, despite the, you know, the, the issues that, that they're there with Mourinho this summer, you know, again, they've, they've retained their, their top talent. They still finished above Liverpool last season, same with Tottenham. Um, and then we don't really know what to expect from Arsenal and yeah. Chelsea, so, um, with, with new managers at the helm. So, yeah, I think, you know, Klopp, Klopp has just been keen to try and, Try and you try and tread that fine line between between confidence, but not not setting his players up for a fall because you know you're not going to get him shouting from the rooftops that that Liverpool are going to bring the uh, the Premier League title back back to Anfield this this summer. Of course, that's the that's the dream, it's the target, and I think it's a, certainly realistic that Liverpool will be Man City's nearest nearest challengers from what we've seen this summer, but. Um, I still think it's a big ask for Liverpool to, to reel in City over the next nine months. It all starts on Sunday against West Ham. How do you think Liverpool will line up? Obviously, there's players coming back late from the World Cup and, and, and something you touched on earlier, there's, there's injury concerns in defence. Yeah, it's, 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 it, I mean, obviously, centre-back is the, the only real kind of area of worry going into the opening game. I think um, Klopp said yesterday that... Uh, he was still waiting on uh, on, a, on a couple. He, he said essentially Lovren's got no chance, having only just started his pre-season when he reported back on Monday. Uh, Clava injured, no chance. Um, and then he said that Gomez and Matip had um, had done training the, the day before, not fully involved with the squad, um, but away from the main group. And of the two, uh, you know, he, he said that he, he thought Gomez was the the one most likely to be fit to partner Van Dyke. So, um, of course, if, if Gomez isn't fit, then you can have a situation where Nat Phillips makes his competitive debut. Um, the young academy defender who's done so much to impress Klopp over the summer. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think you know the, the last I heard was they, they, they were hopeful that Gomez would be fit. I think I think you know Robertson has to start ahead of Moreno at left back. I think. Trent Alexander-Arnold has done more than enough in the couple of outings he's had to to suggest that he should get the nod ahead of Klein at right back. You know the, the front three are Mane, Salah, Firmino. I don't think there's any debate there. Of course, Allison making his debut in goal, and I think the midfield is going to be the interesting one, and probably is going to be a big talking point going forward because he you know he has got a lot of options there at the moment. Um, you know, Fabino has had a mixed pre-season and then picked up a knock the other night. Klopp then said he'd been sent home ill. Um, so you know, you wonder whether whether he might even throw Jordan Henderson in from the start. But you know, that wouldn't massively surprise me. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, Klopp did say that Henderson wouldn't feature at all against West Ham. But you know, I must admit, even when he said it at the time, I, I thought, you know, I, it just wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> it just knowing what Henderson's yeah. like, that, that that he would come. 
almost forced the manager's hand and um, you know, it was telling that he only came back on the Sunday to Melwood, yet Tuesday night he's playing 20, 25 minutes off the bench against Torino. Um, so I think, yeah, potentially it could be a toss-up between Henderson or Fabino, depending on what, how, how Fabino is physically. And then, um, yeah, I, th- I, think he, I think he may well go with, with, with Keita. And then, I, I, I think Keita and Wijnaldum. Um, I thought Wijnaldum was brilliant the other night against Torino, Liverpool's best player in the first half, um, and that would probably that would, I think that would be harsh on Milner after the pre-season he's had. But obviously Milner is nursing that you know 15 stitches in a yeah. in a head wound after that horrible clash uh, against Napoli in Dublin last weekend. So um, you know I, I I think with something like that it, it probably makes sense not to play someone unless you really have to. Um, so yeah, that I think you know, I don't think that will be far off the lineup that he goes with. And one final one. What do you make of West Ham? Certainly, a lot of activity in the football, uh, the London Stadium this this summer. Yeah, I think it, it was. We were talking about it in the office yesterday, actually, about how you know, it should. On the one hand, it should really play into Liverpool's hands. The fact that they've got so many new players and obviously a new manager in Pellegrini, um, trying to get his his ideas across. But I think the other side of the coin, and Klopp kind of touched upon it yesterday, was. They're actually quite a difficult team to try and scout and analyse and prepare plans for because they are such a new team and you know there, there won't be too much footage knocking around about the way in which they're they're likely to line up with Pellegrini experimenting during their friendly game. So um, I mean Wiltshire, you know they've, they've made some half decent signings. I mean I wasn't massively surprised that a, a, a top six club wasn't interested in Wiltshire to be honest because. Um, I just yeah, I just think he's very inconsistent, and you have the fitness worries that he's had for many years as well. And the Yarmolenko, you know, is a decent player who um, is capable of of causing teams problems. Um, but yeah, I think I, I, you look you look down through the list of new arrivals there, and I, I don't think there's there's too much to be worried about. I think this is quite a quite a kind start for Liverpool. Um, you know, and let's not forget Anfield was an absolute fortress last season they went unbeaten in the Premier League throughout the whole year and um, I, you know I, I, I fully expect Liverpool to get off to a, a flying start I think you know you look at the form that Salah Mane and Firmino have been in they've all scored in the pre-season games they've all come back looking so sharp and I, I just think Liverpool will have far too much firepower for West Ham to handle Cheers James thanks very much for joining me mate and enjoy the game Cheers an Anfield Plus podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Five months ago, there were some very ugly scenes during West Ham's 3-0 home defeat to Burnley. But the mood has certainly changed at the London Stadium after Manuel Pellegrini replaced David Moyes' manager and after the club's deeply unpopular owners sanctioned a £95 million summer spending spree. Only Liverpool and Chelsea spent more in the window as West Ham brought in the likes of Lucas Fabianski, Andrei Yarmolenko, Felipe Anderson, Issa Diop and Jack Wilshere. So to get the inside track on the now happy again hammers, we spoke to London's Sam Incasol. An Anfield Plus podcast from the Liverpool Echo. OK, hi Sam, thanks very much for joining me on this podcast. Are you well and looking forward to Anfield on Sunday? As always, yeah, Anfield's always a, 
always a good place to go. It's a bit different from uh, this from last season when uh, when I was up there because when that east of the east was about to come in, it was nice and safe, but it was about minus five. So hopefully it'll be a little bit warmer up there this time around. And certainly looking forward to a, to an exciting game as well. Definitely. Let's take you back to last season. We all remember the scenes against Burnley at the, the London Stadium and the unhappiness that was, you know, that was clear within the West Ham support base. Has the mood changed a lot since then with with what's happened over the summer? It absolutely has. Yeah, I mean that Burnley game that you just mentioned has almost been a, it, it, what has been the catalyst for for real change uh, this, this this summer with uh, the appointment of Manuel Pellegrini first as manager in uh, in May and then this raft of new signings that. Have, that have arrived, and uh, you're absolutely right. There is a, a real a sense of optimism that swept through East London. Um, this time last year wasn't uh, wasn't as uh, well. Certainly, wasn't as positive as, as it is compared to now with the money spent as well. So, there are some quietly confident uh, West Ham fans uh, looking about at the moment with good reason as well. Yeah, I was reading one of your pieces on the website today, and. Uh... You said one of the biggest signings, Manuel Pellegrini itself. Oh, the people here on the blue half of Mersey's side will know everything about David Moyes and the way he, the way he kind of gets his teams to play. But we expect expecting a lot more exciting football under Pellegrini at West Ham. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we saw. I mean, it's a, it's a bit different kettle of fish than what we saw with Manchester City and the and the, and the caliber of players that he's got. But we've seen that he had then sorry, but we've seen in pre-season, well, I've seen pre-season as well that. He's bringing this new, expansive way of football forward at the back, which which everyone seems to prefer uh, in the fan base. Everyone wants to see forward at the back as opposed to the rigid five that was uh, that was the hallmark of David Moyes' uh, few months in charge. Um, and yeah, he's been playing out from the back, none of this long ball nonsense, uh, playing through midfield and uh, playing with two, trying to play with two, maybe with three people up front. Um, so yeah, it's a lot more expansive game that, that Pellegrini is going to be introducing and. Uh, this infamous West Ham way, um, yeah. something that the, the, the it's something that he's actually mentioned as well, um, is that the owners David Sutherland and David Gold uh, wanted to bring back to the club, and that's why he was appointed. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned at the start there, I think the biggest signing by far is Pellegrini uh, because of, of his of his cachet that he's got, what he's won around Europe. Um, what he's won in the Premier League with Manchester City and the football that he plays, the attractive football he plays. So I think he's going to be um, a, a tremendous recruit over the next three years for, for the Hammers. You mentioned the owners and the board then. They get a lot of flack last season, understandably so, but has that changed a little bit now? Because they have spent big this summer, haven't they? Only a little bit. Um, I mean, there is, there's, there's not as much uproar as there was, say, in October um, after, the, after that Burnley game. Uh, sorry, that was in... Um, in February wasn't it in February March time um, but there's not so there's not been as much of vitriol directed towards them now there's still those ones will say they can spend all this money uh, but it's not going to make me change my uh, might change my opinion of them that they're they're only in this for the money but you do have to give them some credit in that they have put their money where their mouth is uh, this summer and, and spent big broken the transfer record twice to sign into Diop first of all and then uh, to bring in Felipe Anderson for, for a deal that could be worth £42 million eventually. So they're certainly, uh, they've got their checkbooks out this summer. Mamma Pellegrini demanded they do, uh, and they have done, and they backed him. So now really it's uh, it's over to the manager and the players. The board can't really do much more. Of all those signings, is there anyone who's particularly stood out in pre-season so far? Um, Pellegrini is really... Um, limited minutes really for, for, for most of the players he's rotated them a lot not many of them have played 90 minutes yet uh, he's been managing their minutes very carefully 
especially in the case of Jack Wilshire, who's obviously very injury prone and they want to make sure they look after him uh, properly. And he's a, he's one of the more exciting ones, I think, Wilshire, and on a free as well, I think, this is just a great bit of business. Um, so there's no real risk involved, I suppose you could say. Um, so there's, there's, there's Wilshire for me, and then, and then you, you're obviously going to look at Felipe Anderson, say the £42 million man, Brazilian winger, flair, quick, exciting, skills. Um, he's going to be one of those players that could be good one day but might not be so good the next. He's very up and down, very inconsistent from what we've heard uh, from Italy. Um, and then there's, I think one of the more important ones could be someone like um, Ryan Fredericks, at right back because West Ham needed a right back uh, and they needed more pace down that flank uh, in defence obviously Pablo Zabalets has been there for the last season um, but Frederick's pacey um, very attack minded but can also defend pretty well as well when we got promoted with, with Fulham last year so I think he's going to be a very a very key signing um, but I think yeah, Wilshire and Anderson are certainly the two standouts with all these signings, where does Andy Carroll fit in? You know, the former Liverpool forward. I know he picked up an injury again in the summer. Has he got a future at the club? Do you think? I'd be very surprised if he does. He's only got a year left on his contract, and he's still under that contract that he, that, um, that he signed when he left Liverpool. So it was a six-year deal, um, and he's just coming into the last year of that now. So there's no indication that uh, he's going to get a new a new deal. Um, Pellegrini's obviously not seen any, anything of him really apart from 45 minutes in the very first game of pre-season and he got injured um, so yeah. that pretty much sums, sums him up the poor bloke um, so um, after this season I'd be surprised if, if Carroll was there um, they're not going to be able to sell him because of his injury records I think it might just be a case of cut your losses and there'll be, there'll be big losses as well because he's not on a, a cheap contract either and I think he'll probably just be let go at the end of the summer and be a free agent not a good summer for Andy Carroll then, but it seems to have been a good summer for West Ham generally in terms of the results and the performances in pre-season. Would you say, that'd be fair to say they're coming into Anfield in, in good mood? They're becoming in very confident mood, that's for sure. Um, we spoke to Pellegrini a, few, um, a couple of weeks back and he's he, he going into the Liverpool game expecting to win it. Um, he said, look, we want to, get off to, want to get off to a winning start. I mean, I think most people will take a point and, and then run. But he's, he's very confident. Um, I'm, I, I think a draw would be would be a brilliant result. Be more than happy with that. But yeah, there's, there's, the the optimism that's um, on the terraces is also among the squad as well because they've made some excellent signings this summer and they're hungry players. Uh, not necessarily proven in the Premier League, some of them, or well, the majority of them, in fact. But there's uh, there's there's just a real excitement around the club at the moment. And they just they just can't wait to get get the game underway. And there's no better test really. Than Anfield away against the, the team that's probably going to push uh, Man City the closest to winning the title this season. It'll be a real acid test, but at the end of it, we really see just how successful this summer has been. Yeah, well, have you made a Liverpool summer? I know they impressed playing against West Ham twice last year in the league, didn't they? Do you think they, what you've said there, they've got everything about themselves to go and have a real go at Man City this year? Yeah, I think they do. Uh, Man City won't win. The, I still think City are going to win the league. Sorry, Liverpool fans, but I think City will <laughs> win the league still. But uh, they won't win it by as much as they did last season. I think Liverpool are going to be the ones that push them a lot closer uh, this this time around. I mean, look, with Liverpool, we knew where their weaknesses were. Um, goalkeeper, obviously, being the main one, and that's been addressed. And then they've obviously brought in, uh, I think, Naby Cates is going to be a brilliant sign, and I love what I've seen of him. Um, in pre-season and from what I saw of him at Leipzig last season um, he's going to be a great signing and then you've got Virgil van Dijk as well obviously he only came in 
last January, didn't he? And he had and he had six six months really, but now he's got a full pre season behind him, um, building on what he did last last season with the club. They're going to be a real force to be reckoned with, and it just don't even get me started on that front three. Everyone knows all about them. Don't even need to discuss those three here. So um, yeah, I think if anyone's going to challenge. Man City this season anyone's going to push them the closest it, it certainly will be difficult yeah but West Ham themselves they've got some good attacking options there up front they're not going to be blunt coming to Anfield here I imagine they have now that's for sure uh, I, well the last three times Liverpool played West Ham they've won 4-1 each time yeah. um, I can't see that happening this time around because um, defensively West Ham need to improve for sure that front three is going to really test whoever whoever plays in the back four but there's a there's a, a lot more attacking threat with West Ham this time around. I mean, at Anfield last season, it was very soak up what we can and see if we can hit him on the counter attack, and that's that's exactly how Mikel Antonio scored scored his goal that day. So, yeah, West Ham are a, a, a much stronger proposition this time around uh, as as opposed to last season. So it's not going to be a walkover by any stretch, but I'm I'm still pretty sure that West Ham will give a good account of themselves, a much better account of themselves than they did last time. Sam, enjoy the game and enjoy the season ahead. And thanks very much for joining me again, mate. No worries, mate. Cheers. An Anfield Plus podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Liverpool's manager Jurgen Klopp faced the media on Friday and he was asked about his side's chances of winning the league for the first time since 1990 and his own expectations after spending £168 million on Alisson Becker, Fabinho, Naby Keita and Jurgen Shaqiri. Here's what he had to say. An Anfield Plus podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Um, last season, you finished 25 points behind City. What has to be different this season for that gap? How I heard more luck. <laughs> somebody gave me. Somebody gave me the look. What is luck or look? Uh, yeah, the unluckiest team. So. No, um, we have to be more consistent. That's how it is. Um, we know that, and we have to be, um, yeah, more clinical in the right moments. We have to be more aggressive in the right moments. There's, there's a lot of things we can improve. Everything we can improve our offensive play. We can improve our defensive play. That's all what we have to do. But again, you all ask me about the gap against you know, for City. What, what do we have to do? It's not had nothing to do with City. City had three points from us, and we are. Three points from them, so that's it. We lost them in other games, so win all of them, and it's good. But it's pretty difficult to do so, so because there are not only the big, the other big six or whatever. It's um, if you see what happens around, if you see how Wolverhampton acts, how Fulham acts, how Everton acts, how a lot of clubs. Um, I don't want to forget anybody, but how they how they act. They have all ambitious. Well, we can't go there, and only because we are Liverpool, we win the game there. That's that's all really difficult. But it's not only difficult for us; it's difficult for the other teams as well. So, and that's all. I don't think too much about it. How, what um, do we have to do in general? I thought about it actually for the pre-season, but now we have to we have to to be in this championship mode. We have to come in a championship mode. That we really, it's like you 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 jump in the water and you dive, and now let's let's go for it until um, you don't have. 
enough air anymore or oxygen that you have to go up again. Really, really, that's the, that's the plan now, that we really go for it. I know a lot of people think because we were that active in the transfer window and that active in the transfer window, that's, that's all part of the business, but that doesn't decide anything. Because how could we say now, how could we say we have to be or we want, we want to be, that's clear since ages, champion of the league or, or, of England or winning the league. But how could we say that? With what, what about United? What about the other clubs? We are still, the champion is Manchester City. They didn't lose any player. They brought in Mares. So that doesn't make them weaker. We saw the game against Chelsea. That was impressive from both sides. Chelsea was in good shape, obviously, after a rather difficult preseason, I would say, and, and City as well. So they have top quality. We are still Rocky Balboa and not Ivan Drago. We cannot be. How? So we are the one who have to do more, to fight more, to, to do all, this, all these things. That that's, must be our attitude. In the moment, when somebody thinks we reached already a point and now we only have to, like, that's the quality and now, come on, boys. But that's again the moment where you only can where you start disappointing yourself and the people around again. Why should we do that? We didn't reach anything so far. We went finals. Yes. Do we go to a final again? We should try to win it this time. And in the, in, in the league, it's it's exactly the same. We, we came to the Champions League. That was a success, but there was still only to improve. Without getting champion, we have two two places, three and two. Would be better than four. So that's how it is. And then. We can talk, but in a moment, it's it's all it's it's nothing. It's like scientists without trying if really if it really works. We have to be like Rocky. Um, Come back. Sure, uh, and Liverpool have spent the most money outside the club. That seems to have led to an attitude that Liverpool have to deliver this season. How do your own expectations compare with that? My own expectations are always pretty high, so I'll make the best of it. <laughs> Yeah, get everything out of it. Um, try, really, to reach the highest and all that stuff. That's my that's always my my expectations. It didn't work all the time out, but it's it's good. I think for us it was pretty normal that there will be one point where we spent a bit more money. In the last few years we pretty much, as I, as I said here and there, to defend our our our, our um, transfer behavior that we sold more than we um, than we brought in. And um, but that all made sense. We had to we have to create a a squad um, which is strong enough and wide enough to to deal um, to cope with the Premier League and to be as successful as possible. And step by step, we come closer. I don't. But if if we are now, um, people ask me that already. If it's the best squad we I've ever had or whatever. Um, I don't think about that because it's not about what we have now. It's about what we what we make of it. How how often we deliver. How often we bring ourselves in a in a mood to to fight against all these Premier League teams. They all want to have our points. So that means uh, we have to be ready to fight, and that's it. You've been listening to an Anfield Plus podcast on the LFC Echo app.